Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Belisai. I'm here in the studio, as always, with my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Do you uh, need a drink? You look a little bit thirsty. Oh, I'm thirsty, all right. Thirsty for that D. Whoa. <laughs> Democracy. <laughs> In honor of our guest complainers, we're getting extra thirsty on the podcast today. We're starting things off with Worst Things First, the segment where I tell you the type of news that proves to us over and over again that we should cease all procreating. Let's be real. Then we're going to mini deep dive into thirst traps from the worst things about the people who set them to what happens when you're caught in one like a rabies infected jackrabbit in the goddamn bear claw of an Instagram pic. And finally, we roll out the unhappy hour red carpet for Nicole Perkins and Bim Adewunmi, co-hosts of the hottest pod in your feed, Thirst Aid Kit. They're here to vent, to game, and to try and quench our thirst. So let's do it. Let's get started. Let's pour one out for our collective boners and start the show! All right, worst things first, let's get through my thick Rolodex of insane news for the week. First, a man in Monmouth, Maine. Say that five times fast. Monmouth, Maine. Monmouth, Maine. Monmouth, Maine. A man in Monmouth, Maine tried to smoke out a pesky woodchuck and accidentally started a brush fire that burned nearly two acres of grass and bush. At an apple orchard. 
no. I just love stories of rodents accidentally causing destruction <laughs> way beyond their size. <laughs> it's inspiring to me. Like, all I want in life is for a man to set two acres of grass and brush on fire for me. Right? If a woodchuck can do it, so can I. How much wood could my woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? <laughs> That's what Kenny said. <laughs> Basically, an orchard employee saw a woodchuck form a hole in the ground and decided he was going to light some grass on fire and stuff it down the hole. Mm-hmm. And then everything started on fire. <laughs> the assistant fire chief in the town was like, That's not a way to get rid of a woodchuck. (laughs) I've been doing this for 40 years. What has he been doing for 40 years? (laughs) I've been smoking out woodchucks for 40 years, and this is not the way you go about it, let me tell you. I'm sorry. To me, the term smoke out is just to, like, get a friend high, and so I just keep imagining, like, yeah, man, I've just been, like, smoking out some woodchucks on Friday night, you know, just, like, getting them in my living room. Not all of us are stoners, Barry. (laughs) (laughs) But this woodchuck is. Anyway, I mean, guess what? Is the woodchuck still there? Probably not. So this is a real case of the the ends justifying the means, I would say. (sighs) Sure, you burned down two acres of an apple orchard, but also woodchuck jerky. (laughs) Got a nice smoky finish on that woodchuck. (laughs) Next! In other rodent news, a giant squirrel won a seat in the University of California Berkeley Student Senate. Yeah, that's right. To clarify, it was a human in a giant squirrel costume who went by the name (laughs) Furry Boy, spelled B-O-I. All right. And whose platform included more access to acorns, creating a squirrel sidekick mascot named Nutty McNutnut. All right. (laughs) And launching the Amicable Student Society, a.k.a. ASS, to, quote, bridge the culture gap between humans and squirrels. This, this kid won. All real. This, <laughs> this kid child won. won. As someone who ran for student body president and lost, I take great offense to this travesty. I mean, come on. Really, Berkeley. Squirrels. Next. Lettuce is trying to kill all of us. And we all have weeks, possibly even days left to live. This is why I don't eat salad. Yeah. The CDC, a.k.a. the governmental organization standing between us and a zombie apocalypse, are investigating an E. coli outbreak tied to romaine lettuce traced to the Yuma, Arizona region. There's no official recall of romaine, but it's probably best to just avoid eating salad for the rest of your life. Fine by me. That's how I've been living my life to this day. I don't even remember the last time I saw a leaf. (laughs) That's why I'm so ill. (laughs) This did make me realize how much I actually do consume lettuce, though. Lettuce is sneakily in everything. Tacos? Burgers? BLTs? What am I supposed to eat now? A plain old BT? Next! Police in Maine pulled over an allegedly impaired driver. After his vehicle swerved off a road, crashed into a utility pole, and then landed in a ditch. 
so they didn't really pull him over. They just <laughs> dug him out of a ditch. Oh, God. <laughs> but also, they found two small plastic bags with a powdery substance that they thought was heroin until they took it in. It did a test on it. Turns out it was his grandfather. Oh. <laughs> but he just so happened to be keeping in tiny plastic bags, multiple separate plastic bags. What if he didn't have one big gallon Ziploc? I guess he didn't. I just want to know how many people in the main area bought this man's dead grandfather because let's face it (laughs) he wasn't waiting for an urn that was his story he was waiting for an urn order no he was selling people the ashes of his dead grandfather and passing it off as drugs allegedly according to me (sighs) moving on a 20 year old guy named dylan from Colorado, was bitten by a shark in Hawaii last week, completing an apparent trifecta of animal bites because in just four years, Dylan was bitten by a shark, a bear, and a rattlesnake. So congrats, Dylan. You're a fucking idiot. This guy needs to stay inside. (laughs) Yeah. He said, and I quote, I don't know. I'm either really lucky or really unlucky. (laughs) I'm going to go out on a limb and say those are not the two options. You're either really unlucky or you're fucking stupid. Also, he's only 20 years old. Like, all of this has happened before he's legally allowed to drink. Imagine how (laughs) little into his 21st year on this earth that he's going to last. Finally, back in rodent town, burrito-sized rats are terrorizing a Brooklyn Chipotle. Or alternatively, a Brooklyn Chipotle is terrorizing a bunch of burrito-sized rats. (laughs) (laughs) Oh! Let's be real. Who's the real victim here? It's not Chipotle. Okay? It's those rats and their poor stomachs. Basically, uh, there's construction nearby in the area of this Chipotle, and it's disturbed a bunch of New York wildlife. And every evening around 6 p.m., the Chipotle puts out garbage bags, and the residents say that they see rats, some of them the size of large cats, descending on the bags and systematically ripping them apart. What they don't see is the part where that Chipotle burrito systematically rips apart those rats two hours later. So, let's call this one even. And that's it for Worst Things First. Next, we're diving deep into the people I would like to dive deep into because they set thirst traps like I'm a fucking mouse nibbling holes into their precious cereal boxes. Let's get into the worst things about hot people. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. They say beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and in this case, the beholder is me, an asshole who thinks hot people have gotten away with way too much for way too long. And we, the not hot masses, have come together to say enough, enough. Just because you have abs and a jawline doesn't mean you can sing, everybody who auditions for American Idol. Just because you have a good face and those V muscles that point to your no-no zone doesn't mean you can be the lead singer of Maroon 5. Whoa. (laughs) And just because you make me drool doesn't mean you aren't the worst. Even though I will continue to follow you on Instagram and like all of your pics until you give me the attention my thirsting craves. But until then, here we are. The worst things about hot people. 
First, we've been letting hot people get away with terrible Instagram captions for way too long. Guess what, motherfuckers? Liking pizza doesn't make you special. It makes you a goddamn human being. If I see one more post where a guy with 10 abs says, just think about pizza, (laughs) just think about pizza, I'm going to order a pizza. And then I'm going to shove a piece of it down his throat until he gags. (laughs) Oh my God. Why can't we just eat the pizza together? We can afterwards. Okay, great, great, great. There's just so many hot people on Instagram who... Because their main job is posting hot pictures of themselves on Instagram, they have so many opportunities to fill in captions with nonsense. Just say, look at my abs, look at my thighs, look at my butt. I'm not here for the caption. I'm not here for your words. Right. Like, great, great. Now I'm hungry. (laughs) That's not what I came here for. Okay. Also, just because you're hot doesn't make you a poet, okay? I didn't come here to read your Instagram essay about how the hills are just like your feelings. I came here to feel tingly in my thingly. (laughs) (laughs) Next! Hot people need to stop pretending like they accidentally look that hot while pouring a bowl of cereal, okay? No. We all know you took 70 pictures to get there. Just post your butt and let's get on with it. Also, hot people are allowed to wear all kinds of crazy stuff that the rest of us can't. It's unfair. Sandals in public? What are you, some kind of Messiah Carpenter? Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. If Jesus wasn't hot, you know what he would be forced to wear? What? To perform miracles? What? A sensible New Balance sneaker? (laughs) That's right. Let's face it, hot people. You're not a fashionista. You're just a hot person who shops at the Salvation Army. Okay? With your fucking overalls. Literally wearing overalls right now. Next! (laughs) Just because you're hot doesn't mean you're a model. Okay? Did Tyra Banks teach you nothing? Modeling isn't just about being hot, Mm -mm. Ryan Seacrest. Ooh. It's a lifestyle, and you would never understand. I understand. <laughs> Do hot people even have jobs? Half the hot people on Instagram are just at the beach every day. Where are you even finding this beach? The so-called beach. I've looked everywhere. No one will tell me. <laughs> Let's face it. Sand doesn't care if you're hot or not. It will go up your butthole and it will stay there forever. <laughs> so have fun with your sandy butthole. Finally, every hot person at some point or another will attempt to become either a singer or a DJ. And we must resist! I was following this one hot guy on Instagram, and at one point I noticed his Instagram name had changed to DJ plus his name. (laughs) I was like, oh no, the transition has begun. (laughs) And I think he's since moved beyond DJ to singer. Mm. We once went to a brunch in L.A., and I saw this hot guy that I follow on Instagram setting up to be a DJ, a brunch DJ. Not a kind of DJ I wanted, not a kind of brunch that I wanted. Yeah. Also, for some reason, he is best friends with a squirrel that lives outside of his window, (laughs) and his Instagram is just filled with selfies that he takes with it. That's the kind of hot person I want to follow, though. No. I mean, yeah, I do. That's why. You you didn't stop after the brunch DJ incident? 
I it did concern me that he uh, fraternizes with squirrels and also <laughs> is allowed to be an entertainer in a restaurant. <laughs> if I did just one of those things, I would be heckled out of Los Angeles by an angry mob with torches and pitchforks telling me I smell like a squirrel and I can't DJ and I'm not allowed to touch the brunch food because this is I'm not here to eat I'm here to perform whatever hot people can do anything I guess but no I have to rely on dumb things like talent so fuck you hot people also get at me (laughs) if you like what you see call my cell number and that's it for our mini deep dive. But as for lusting, oh, are we just getting started? Because Nicole and Bam from Thirst Aid Kit are heading into our studio in just a moment for an interview and a game. My guest complainers today are the reigning queens of thirst, the sexperts, the drabble duchesses, the co-hosts of Thirst Aid Kit. Bim Adounmi and Nicole Perkins. Welcome to Unhappy Hour. Uh, Hi. Thank you. Hi. That's the best intro. <laughs> I love it. Is that a Duchess of Drabbles? We're going to have to start using that. Bitch, yeah. that's my new name. That was Barry. That was all Barry. Oh, good job, Barry. Good job. <laughs> well, welcome. Uh, we like to start off, get our complaining juices flowing by asking everybody, what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves? Oh. Ooh, that everybody else loves? In this wonderful age of social media, Mm -hmm. I hate when something is tagged, like you tag what you're wearing, the restaurant you're at, whatever, and somebody replies, oh, where is this? Where did you find that? Tell me more. Um, It's tagged. Right. You know how to operate fucking digital media now. Just do it. (laughs) I can't tell you everything. Yeah. That irritates me. I have a pretty extreme uh, attitude about answering questions that are easily Googleable. Yes. <laughs> yes. Even when I'm promoting my own shit, I'm like, just fucking look it up. <laughs> Google Hard it. Hard save. Somebody yeah. once asked me to update my CV, and I was like, ugh, just Google me. Uh. <laughs> and I was like, that's like the worst attitude you can have. But that's how I felt. I was like, for God's sake, have you found me? So you can just open up a new tab and just type in my name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See what's there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, do, what, what do I hate that people love? Um, let me see. God, hold on one sec. I've literally, suddenly I love everything. I mean, I'm an enthusiastic person, so I love most things. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, not limited to dogs and babies, but uh, like I love them among like the most. Right. Um, <laughs> but what do I hate? What do I hate? I hate when people tell you about yourself. So you, you say something and you kind of go, huh, lol, love this thing. And someone goes, yeah, have you seen this other thing? And I'm just like, I'm an expert. I know everything. Don't ever come into my house and tell me the thing that I clearly know. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you know, you tweet about one person's film that you really loved mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. And then they kind of go, oh, yeah, that was good. But you forgot to mention blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, bitch, uh, I didn't. Though. Yeah. I oh. didn't forget. But uh, you forgot. Get on my nerves so yeah, bad. Yeah. I didn't forget. I just didn't want to talk about that right. shit. <laughs> right. Or maybe I did want to talk about it. And maybe you should read my fucking thread. Yeah. That's like literally threaded. Oh, social yeah. media in general. Like, I love it because I'm a show off and, you know, I'm very funny. But I, I often, <laughs> the thing that gets me is when I'm just kind of like, there's a there's a structure to this joke. Just follow. Oh, my God. Give me two minutes mm. and you'll, I'll get there. Just calm down. 
Ooh, I'm glad he is actually thinking about I'm it. I'm glad. This is a great start. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you made me. Okay, I've wanted to articulate this thought for such a long time, and I'm so glad I got to. People need to just stop. Just stop. It's already there. The other thing I hate now that we're here <laughs> is when I name a celebrity and then somebody tags the celebrity. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh. Yeah. If I wanted them in. As part yes, of this, yes. they would be part of this. Yes. It's 2018. We all know how the app button works. <laughs> yeah. We all know what a hashtag does. Yeah. If I didn't mention, like, especially if I'm saying something unflattering. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like, oh, lol, this person is so terrible, talentless and ugly. <laughs> and then you kind of go, haha, at the per-. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why are you being you? a snitch? Right. Were you raised by wolves? Like, who? even wolves wouldn't do that shit. Like, who are you? As someone who's been on the receiving end of that, too, oh. it's not great for the other person involved, either. I can imagine. That's why I didn't tag people in the shit that I say. Oh, my God. No, yeah. people need to stop that. I could yeah. have blissfully ignored that insult, but no, yes. you had to drag me into it. Right. Um, okay, so for those who don't know, can you tell us what is Thirst Aid Kit? Where did the idea come from? How did it get started? <sighs> okay, so <laughs> Bim and I met on Twitter, and we realized that we had a lot of the same pop culture interests, uh, specifically the men that we, to use Bim's word, fancied. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just kept talking in real life, um, you know, DMs, WhatsApp, whatever kind of communication we could have. We were tweeting, you know, whatever, each, at each other. Yeah. And we were like, you know what, we need to do a podcast and talk about this and explore desire and thirst and Mm -hmm. why we like these people because it's more than just oh he's hot there's something else to our desire Mm -hmm. and I think the key thing also is kind of like looking at pop culture in general and kind of having the same kind of interests and it all kind of coalesced very organically into kind of like hey let's talk about this particular thing because I think a lot of times like Nicole was saying people know they fancy someone but they don't necessarily know why or even care to explore why. Which, right. you know, to be fair, yeah, I get it. Why would you? Like, I just like what I like. But we don't just like what we like. Mm-hmm. A lot of that shit is taught to us very casually, unofficially. Right. So in Thursday Kit, we kind of go, so why do we fancy XYZ? And also, why isn't XYZ a bigger star? Or right. how come there's only one John Cho? But seven Chris's. Right. No shade to the Chris's. Yeah. I mean, a little bit of shade to the Chris's. I mean, a, a select few. One of them remains king, but the others, I'm like, eh, it's okay. So I feel like these are the things to kind of, t- like, that's what Thursday Day Kit is about, but also it's very, very fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the, it's like at its root, it's fun. I mean, you're, you're talking about things that people have fun with, but also asking the, the hard questions. Right. Yeah, Sometimes. Right. The hard questions. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Not every day, but some days. Um, so to get more than just our complaining juices flowing, mm. um, you know, let's go back and talk about the first kind of thirst object in, in your lives. The first time that you were like, fuck, I'm, this is my life now. Oh so my gosh. Can you yeah. remember? I was the thirstiest child. So every, <laughs> yeah, everything. me too. I was um, like, oh, look, a breeze. That I've been do. obsessed with sex for a very long time. So right? I don't know. Right. Good, good. <sighs> Let's see. One of the ones that kind of absolutely struck a chord for me, like the first person that I remember, I, I wrote about this a few years ago. One of the people that I loved that was outside of my family, just on site, uh-huh. was Diana Ross. Okay, yeah. And I remember looking at her and just thinking to myself, well, that's it. This is everything. Like, wanting to be her, but wanting her. And just kind of like, I just wanted to touch her. And yeah. to have her in my house. And I remember my sister remembers, and I vaguely recall bursting into tears whenever I would see her. 
because it was too much. I was like four years old and I was like, it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> Which I think would please Diana Ross to know. Like a child was like semi-dying every time. <laughs> but her hair, her clothes, the way she moved, her voice. Yeah. Like... I'm remembering it now and I'm actually blushing. I just, I love Diana Ross. Oh my God, I'm actually clutching myself. I love <laughs> Diana Ross so much. And I remember my sister said I would be so overwhelmed that I would climb under the coffee table and just kind of hide myself. Like I would curl up and just kind of be like, oh my God. And my sister was like, you need to calm down. And I was like, I can't, I can't, I love her. So Diana Ross is for me like one of those things of just, oh my God, like this is a star and I want to, I want to touch that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think for me, uh, the person that I remember being just so struck by was Prince. Yeah. Um, I'm a big Prince fan, and I remember being like five or six and seeing him on MTV, mm-hmm. the I Want to Be Your Lover mm-hmm. video. And in it, he's bare chested. He has a hoop earring in one ear. His hair is like feathered. And, uh, and I was just like, why does this man not look like a man, right? Yeah. You know, because that's not what I was used to seeing a man look like. And then also, he was kind of naughty, right? Because he was dancing and he was shaking his shoulder at you and all this kind of stuff. And I was just mesmerized. And that has been, that started my obsession with Prince and it stayed. And he was just this, um, as I got older and learned more about myself, I realized that what I was also drawn to was his um, his own dealing with, like, sex, mm-hmm. the profane, religion, um, trying to shift gender roles and what, what gender is and things like that. Um, but he's also, well, he was also just still very much... Um, he was a little sexist, you know, a little <laughs> bit, and, and, you know, the sure. things that he thought and, you know... Everyone's yeah. problematic, right? Yeah. Eventually, you yeah. come back to it, you're kind of like, oh my God, you're a terrible person too. Yeah. Oh, pretty, but terrible. Yeah. So yeah, so it was Prince for me. My answer sounds, it's going to sound so shallow compared so to how no, eloquently. we're ready. <laughs> Mine, it turned thousands of children gay in the 90s, was Chris O'Donnell in Batman and Robin. Fair enough. Really? That's solid. Pointy nippled suit. Yep. That that whole movie was also just like extremely sexy. Like that really? was Poison Ivy. Yes, and Uma Thurman, right? Yeah. Listen, that like I think as a gay child, that was so confusing to me because <laughs> it was like in the in that moment before I knew I was gay, I was like, oh, uh, Poison Ivy is is what I want. But then I was like, no, I want to be Poison Ivy, mm. and I want to kiss Robin. Mm. Okay, okay. Mm. See, I just remember that movie being so bad that I feel I have no <laughs> I mean, like awful, any yeah. kind of sexual feel. Now Michelle Pfeiffer is Catwoman. Listen. Right, right. That that was it. Who do you think is the most underappreciated, undervalued thirst object today? Today, today. Are we talking like Hollywood, like mainstream Hollywood? Sure. Oh, let's see. Underrated. I mean, part of the problem is with the democratization of thirst. <laughs> is there such a thing as underrated? Because there's going to be one corner of just stands. That's true. Just chatting a lot of shit. Which is fair. Listen, fandom is wonderful. Mm. But it feels like every single niche has been catered. Like, everyone's like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Somebody fancies you and fancies you, like, maniacally. Just, mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So on the one hand, there's that argument. On the other, I have my personal favorites that I always think, God, if only they were given that much more shine. Mm. And I guess I really still believe at the top of that is John Cho. Like, he has yeah. everything. Yeah. He's right there. And people just, racism is illogical. I'm yeah. like, look at him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, open your eyes and look at him. I think he is actually just 
What is yeah. what is he in right now? Well, he was in The Exorcist mm-hmm. yeah. uh, on TV, and at the cinema, he was in Gemini mm-hmm. uh, with one of the Kirk people and um, Zoe Kravitz, right? And he plays a cop. Which... Is it Lola Kirk? Was that yeah? Some okay. Kirk, one of them, uh, yeah. one of them. <laughs> and he just looks like. <laughs> He looks like <laughs> yeah, butter, is. just yeah. smooth and creamy yes. and just like makes everything better. Right. Like mm-hmm. we saw him in person. We mm-hmm. were at Comic-Con last year in, in at the Javits Center. Mm. And, you know, we had a BuzzFeed had a suite there. So he kind of came on in and did a couple of interviews. First of all, his speaking voice in the flesh. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> voice underappreciated. 100%. And yeah. he's kind of like, he's just lean. And he has a great walk. So he walks in and you have to sit on your hands not to kind of reach out and do yeah. grabby hands. Like, yeah. I love you, Mr. <clears throat> Please have a seat. <laughs> and you kind of you swallow every terrible urge and you become like a professional because, you know, that's you're an adult. And then, you know, at one point he's kind of talking and he just casts his eyes about the room, you know, right. in the usual way. Right. And we make eye contact. Yeah, it was it was heady. I mean, I, <laughs> I was wearing um, a Lieutenant Uhura costume. Uh huh. And, you know, he had been in Star Trek, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he kept looking at me and I kept looking at him, but then looking away because I was like, I don't trust myself to keep looking at you. And we do have to be professional here. But his eye contact is amazing. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just mesmerizing. He's engaging with you. Like, it's yeah. kind of like, oh, my God, John Cho. Yeah. Tell me about yourself. Like, it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. But I really I sat there and I was like, I want to know about your life. Like, tell me some stuff. Right. You know, he seems like a really thoughtful, smart person. But also, as we point out, it is Hollywood. It comes in this really attractive package. And I feel like people just don't see it because they haven't been trained to see it. Right, mm-hmm. right. Which is weird. Yeah, I think uh, Stephen Young from mm-hmm. um, The Walking Dead. He yeah. played Glenn. Right. Mm. Oh, he's so pretty. Yeah. And he's, like, boyish, but also he, you can, like, in some of his photos you can see that he's looking at you like a grown fucking man and, just, <laughs> yeah. uh, and his hair like he, there's this one um, picture oh, where his yeah. hair he's got bedhead man I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm here for it yeah yeah, yeah. I'd say I've thought a lot about how like because of Tumblr uh, we're so overexposed mm-hmm. to like so many people that mm-hmm. like I don't know 50 years ago you had to like walk to a store and buy a magazine right. or yeah. like 10 years ago <laughs> <laughs> I like 50 I like 50 that's literally, that's all anyone ever did back in 50 years ago. That's all they did. <laughs> they just walked to the store and bought a magazine. Every but time. it's like how, like, there's no escape. If you, Like, right. I feel like I fall so hard for people because I'm just yes. like, oh, my God, I, I don't have anywhere I can turn to get a yeah, it's break. In, um, we did an episode on Oscar Isaac, mm-hmm. and so many people weren't familiar with him, but a lot of people who are frequent Tumblr visitors loved yeah. that episode because he's all over Tumblr, right? Mm-hmm. He's right. You know, one of the internet boyfriends. Um, so it's interesting to see that dichotomy of people like, oh, I had to Google him versus people who are like, oh, here's this Tumblr you should see. Here's this Tumblr <laughs> yeah. you should see. That kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, here's where his cheek moved exactly like this, yes, in this right. inch, in this so direction. Ma- people are referencing so many specific gifts. And there are so many people who were kind of like, oh, yeah, no, I absolutely discovered him on Tumblr. Then mm-hmm. I went to find out what films he'd done because mm-hmm. I right. kept seeing him. And that's exactly correct. This idea that you can know someone's face intimately and then you kind of go, oh, have you seen their films? And they're like, no, I didn't know it was an actor. He's just on <laughs> yeah. Tumblr all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird. That's how so many of my my crushes started. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, I don't know who the hell this is, but I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like 10 years later, 
<laughs> I'm a One Direction fan, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Who is uh, the most overrated person right now the, that you would uh, pick one? <laughs> Listen, so we have a saying, and it comes from Nicole, again, the source of so many wonderful sayings, which is, we don't want to yuck anyone's yum. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. This is the whole point of unhappy hour. I know, but it's kind of like, like I know what I like, yeah. and mm-hmm. everything that is not that, I'm like, man, good for you. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, for for that, for me, is Benedict Cumberbatch. <gasps> right. What is oh, the wait, meaning? No, I don't like him anymore, so you're fine. Thank you. Okay. I just, when people kind of talk and talk and talk, I'm kind of like, mm-hmm, that's great. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is I'm a weird looking someone. thing, but I feel like he has like a dungeon of sex toys. Oh. So <laughs> I would. I don't mind the weird looking. Listen, yeah. not everyone can look like me. And I think that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think that it's not even, it's just kind of like, I, I'm looking at it. Like, there are mm-hmm. people I can objectively kind of go, oh, there's nothing happening. Mm-hmm. But uh, objectively, I see the symmetry. Mm-hmm. I see, like, the grand design of your face mm-hmm. and your body or whatever. With him, I am genuinely flummoxed. I am befuddled. <laughs> I am bewildered. Have, I don't get it. Have hmm. you seen Sherlock? I've seen all of the things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because I, I haven't, and I feel like I've always hear from people like, oh, you just have to watch this, then you'll get it. So yeah. I'm like, oh, maybe I just maybe I, mean, I just haven't gotten it yet. The character of Sherlock is hot. Okay. And as he plays it, it's hot. But the minute that's over, I'm kind of like, nope, Sahara, nothing. <laughs> right, nothing. Right. I don't, I don't. I just don't get it. And God bless him. I think he's actually a stunningly good actor for mm-hmm. the most part. I mean, Doctor Strange, American accent aside. Ooh, Jesus. So bad. <laughs> but, like, he's such a good actor. He's very talented. And listen, he's not going to go to bed sobbing because Bim Adewunmi of <laughs> London, now in New York, says, oh, she doesn't find me attractive. Oh, what will I do? Mm-hmm. I think he'll be fine. Right. But it's also just kind of like, I don't, I just don't understand what people are, like, glomming onto, which I guess people could, you know, level at me and my crushes. Because, listen, every time I bring up one of my biggest crushes of my life, people are kind of like, oh, that's nice. And you can see they're being polite. And I'm like, well, I, I, if I could, I'd marry him. But and you that don't see is. It. Oh, it's Andrew Lincoln from The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. yeah. I fancied him for like most of my life. Right. I think I started watching it when I was like 14 or 15 years old, and I am now 35 years old. <laughs> and not a week has gone by when I haven't thought about him and wondered how he's doing. Just kind of like, oh, I, want, I hope he's had enough like kale today. Her crush is so powerful <laughs> that I started to like him. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even watch, I have no idea what he does beyond The Walking Dead. I didn't even know that he was in, was it Love Actually? Oh, until yeah, maybe yeah. like last year, because I'm just like, okay. I yeah. mean, those were the only two things he, he was in. So. <laughs> I'm so upset. <laughs> I wow. just I love The Walking Dead, although I haven't watched it in a little oh, while. Oh, don't watch the last couple of seasons. Right. They're quite bad. They're only good because Andrew and Danai Guerrero are perfect. You know? Yeah. But everything else is just trash. But that I get. I get Andrew Lincoln. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people don't, though. And whenever I say it, they kind of go, there's a very polite pause, and then they kind of go, cool, cool. I've heard that show's really good. And then they look away, <laughs> and I'm like, maybe that's, and that's how I feel about people when Benedict Cumberbatch. I'm like, right. no, same. I've watched the show. You know, I'm not, Thinking about him afterwards, but yeah, listen, yeah. good for you. I was sort of like a thirst reporter when I when I was at BuzzFeed, mm-hmm. and um, I would often get called out for objectifying a man in a way that if if you wrote like a, about a woman like mm-hmm. this, you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you respond to people who say things like that? Yeah, we had to um, respond to somebody because uh, one listener, her partner was like if this was you know 
a bunch of dudes talking about a woman this way would be sexist. And I said that that is a failure of the listener because what we do is not just talk about hot guys. Oh, he looks good. Oh, his abs. Oh, his butt. You know, we talk about their career. We talk about um, the mistakes that they've made and how they've corrected those mistakes. If um, that applies, we talk about why we like those people. Like um, Paul Newman is pretty much the only blonde and blue eyed person that I like Mm -hmm, um, because mm -hmm. I am so against it because it's just been forced on us. Like this is the idea of beauty, right? For America. Like somebody has to have blonde hair and blue eyes and I just resent it. So for Paul to make it through, he must be really special, right? So those are the things that we talk about. We talk about uh, the history of what's presented to us as the beauty ideal. Mm -hmm. And when we talk to Chris Evans and when we asked him about you know, where did you get your idea of masculinity from? And he said, Tom Cruise. We talk about those things. Mm-hmm. We talk about um, Andre 3000 and Southern accents. We talk about British accents and why Americans love a British accent. So we talk about a lot of different things that, you know, no shade to men, but we don't think men would <laughs> talk about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. in our drabbles, we have mm-hmm. we create these scenarios with our thirst object of the day. And we know that with men, if they were doing that, it would just be purely sex and it would just be just tits and ass all over the place and there would be nothing about the person um in one episode we talked about mahershala ali who does not do explicit sex scenes um in deference to his religion and his own beliefs and so when we wrote our drabbles we were we made sure to stay away from any kind of sexual scenario it was all just a supportive emotionally supportive kind of thing Mm -hmm. so those are the things that are we think would are are the differences between what we do and what, you know, a straight cis man would do. Um, Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, it's also just a simple case of, the thing is, though, when people kind of go, well, if men did it, it would be different. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It would. Mm -hmm. The way the world has been ordered is a very specific thing. And so when dudes are talking about women, automatically by virtue of the circumstances of the world, Things are fucking different, isn't it? So, yeah. so for you to kind of go, mm, what would you do? And I'm like, well, it'd be probably a shit show. So, right. <laughs> right. I don't know what to tell you. So that's like a basic fact. But like Nicole also said, a lot of people think our podcast is a sex podcast. Which, first of all, no. Yeah. You listen to literally one episode, and it's like, oh, we we're not really we don't do the we don't do tab A and slot B. We're not an erotica podcast. We mm. don't do kind of like, you know. And then he pushed. Mm-mm. <laughs> Even the drabbles that we do are so often um, domestic, especially if my drabbles are so often domestic settings. If we're at home, you're advising me on how to finish this play I'm working on right. or, you know, you're doing the dishes. Mm-hmm. You're teaching me how to cook something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fanfic at its most basic form where we were just kind of like, here is something I imagine this person would do and this is how they would do it well. And I feel like that's what we're trying to do. What we are doing is like, it's a very rich fantasy life. Like, mm-hmm. these are real people. So first of all, don't ship real people. That's weird. But <laughs> in us doing so for this podcast, it's like a really kind of, I find it to be quite a gentle and soothing thing. It's an affirmative thing. We're kind of like, hey, here are some things people talk about. And I've long said, and I'm not the first person to say this, women who write fanfic, and that's who writes most of the fanfic, are writing their lives and they're writing... They're writing uh, manuals for yeah. life. Um, Roadmap. Right. And if only straight men would read fanfic, 
they would fucking see what most of the women in their lives are after. But the fuckers won't read fanfic. Right. So it's fine. We'll write it for ourselves and we'll read it to ourselves. Fine. But that's what these things are. It's kind of like, what do I want? Like, if I were to go out with Don Cheadle, what am I looking for from Don Cheadle? Right, right. Just emotional support. You know, maybe a cheeky kiss in like a bathroom at a party, whatever. Like, <laughs> I have plans, you know? And I think that's what we're exploring in this. This podcast is not about just kind of like, you know, the cut and thrust of it. It's really just kind of, it's digging a little bit deeper and it's trying to answer some questions about why we fancy who we fancy. Why don't we fancy these people? Why are these the options that we have to begin with? That's the kind of question that we're looking to answer. And I think we try and kind of answer it bit by bit every week. So next up, we have a game. Um, normally, we play a game called Which is Worst, which is two options. But we're going to call it Which is Thirst, mm. which doesn't make any sense. But it, it rhymes. <laughs> and if we, if we had put in even one more minute of thought, we probably could have come up with something more clever. <laughs> one more minute of thought is overrated. And no, I love it. <laughs> Um, which is basically would you rather, but it involves hot men. Um, That'll do. So I'm going to randomize the list of men, and then the first two that come up will be involved in our would you rather. Who would you rather watch gurgle a hard-boiled egg? <laughs> Idris Elba or Colin Farrell? Colin, Colin Farrell. Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Um... Idris Elba is a little too uncle, a little too corny. Um, he's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Right. Objectively. Yeah, and I think he's sexy. But then he turns into uncle real quick, and it just, like, dries everything up. So you are recognizing the act of gurgling a hard-boiled egg mm-hmm. as sexy. No. No, it is not sexy. <laughs> it is not at all sexy. So you would rather Colin Farrell debase himself by gurgling a hard-boiled egg. Yes. In front of you. Yes. yes. Okay. All right. Um, who would you rather assist in the birthing of a newborn elephant calf oh. replete with full elbow length sure. rubber glove? Uh-huh. You have to, you're both in there together. Uh-huh. Uh, David Beckham or Joe Manganiello? Joe Manganiello. Yeah. I want to do most things on earth with him. <laughs> and birthing an elephant calf? Sure. Why yeah. not? Also, I feel like his wingspan is a lot longer than David Beckham's. Right. Which means he would be even more effective at removing the baby elephant from the birth canal. So I feel that he's, you know, someone who is just more capable. Mm-hmm. But also, I want to eat his face. So <laughs> together... I feel like once the elephant had arrived, like, you know, in the world, right. I would catch Joe's eye over, like, the little trunk. Yeah, and you're both just of, covered in amniotic fluid. amniotic fluid everywhere, except yeah. for our lips. And then we just kiss. Right. And then, you know, fade to black. That's beautiful. Thank you. Uh, see, I would say David Beckham mm-hmm. because he's quiet. He doesn't talk. Right. You know, he's just there to be pretty and, like, you know, give you his profile. Right. And um, that's all I need him to do. So... <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you know, we could be covered in gunk and he could be silent and I could just be like, oh, let's celebrate. And then we, you know, ride each other. That would be great. (laughs) I do feel like he probably will make you do most of the work in the actual birthing. Mm. But then, yeah, afterwards Mm. it might be nice. Yeah, so I went for practicality. Yeah. Joe's stronger. Right. Mm. Uh, Who would you rather, after a harrowing 127 hours trapped between a rock and a hard place, (laughs) you have to saw the arm off of... I don't know. Wow. I don't know who wrote these. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Paul Newman 
or Drake? Drake. Oh, Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Uh, I feel so bad for our brothers because we are just like oh, putting shit, him. Yeah. Uh, but um, oh, sorry, yeah, Drake. Drake, he'll be all right. It's probably <laughs> it's probably for what? the best. Some of these what choices. You'll be all right. I mean. <laughs> Go to Wakanda and get like a little arm. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Paul Newman wouldn't have access to Wakanda, so we're just looking yeah. out for him. Yeah. Right, right. Sure. <laughs> no, the thing is... I think I'm just... I'm running through this scenario in my head. Yeah. I think Drake would do better off. Like, I think it would, it would make him more, even more sympathetic. It would. And I think that's why I'm happier to chop off his arm. Right. Mm. You know? Paul Newman's already a skeleton right now, so we need to like right. You know, pop it out the socket. If you, if you don't even see his arms you know, on yeah. the salad dressing bottle, so it doesn't even. basically doesn't matter. Exactly, it's kind of like, you can still do your job, Paul. It'll be fine. We love you, Paul Newman Estate. Yes, please contact us and let's 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 talk about opportunities that don't involve ripping out Paul Newman's arm. Oh yeah. my God, this is a terrible, terrible thing we've done. Go um, on. Moving on. So this is a, you have to assign one to each person. One person you have to eat edible panties off of. The other person you have to eat mashed potatoes out of. And I don't know. <gasps> oh, no. Hold on. Which orifice are we eating You choose of? the oh, orifice. Oh, okay. Just check in. Um, John Cho, John oh. Krasinski. Oh. Wait, wait. <laughs> Hold on. Mashed potatoes out of, panties off of. Correct. Okay. So I would eat the panties off of John Krasinski. Mm-hmm. And I would eat mashed potatoes out of John Cho, but like his mouth and just like lick out of his mouth. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's the conservative I had to turn answer. my head and like yeah. demonstrate how it would go. <laughs> I would flip that. Okay. So I would eat. Oh God! I can't. I'm saying the sentence with a straight face. So, I would eat the uh, edible knickers off of. Who did you have that for? Krasinski. I would do that with John Cho. Right. Right. And then uh, the mashed potatoes out of John Krasinski's mouth. Right. Yes, that's okay, how I yeah. would do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like John Krasinski has a bigger mouth, so there'd be more potatoes. <laughs> right. And what if I was hungry on that day? Yeah. All right. Anyway, <laughs> before I let you go, uh, where can people find both of you and your work? I'm on Twitter at Tennessee Whiskey Woman. That's T N Whiskey with an E Woman. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> All right. I'm on Twitter too, but for the love of God, you don't have to at me ever. Right. Um, right. But my at is Bimadu, which is B I M A D E W, um, and you can find our podcast on Twitter as well at Thursday Kit. Awesome. Thank you both so much for coming in and, and thirsting with me. Thank, Thank you. you. I had fun. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right. We're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good things that make all the bad stuff go down easier. Barry, do you have a chaser this week? I do have a chaser this week, Matt. And Matt, let me tell you, it's not been a great week so far. I had to uh, replace my IUD. <gasps> Fun. Yeah, super fun. So in the middle of that, it turns out my OBGYM was actually training the midwife who was inside me at that time. And uh, she, while she was cutting the IUD strings, which is the last part of the procedure. So like after all the cramping and after they like get into my uterus without any sort of pain medication, she was like, how are you doing? And I was like, I'm feeling kind of lightheaded. And she's like, okay, you're starting to hyperventilate. Just like slow your breathing. And I was like, okay, I'm slowing my breathing. And while they're doing this, she's talking to the midwife. She's like, no, 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 no. 
you're not doing it. No, no, no. I don't like the, I don't like the pressure you're putting on it. Don't pull it out. You can't pull it out. And I'm, I'm just lying there. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And the midwife's like, I hate this part. This is my least favorite part. I hate this. These scissors suck. Can we get other scissors? She sends the nurse out to get other scissors and keep going. So I got home with a new IUD and I was like, I need some cheering up. And you know what I watched? You know what my chaser was? What? The Larry Sanders Show. Specifically, we are finally on season five. Mm-hmm. The first couple seasons, you know, it's dated, first of all, obviously. But um, the fifth season, it's just like, it's so funny. It's so just like tight dialogue. And Sarah Silverman is now on it, which I'm very excited about. And uh, it's just, it's great. I love it. It makes all of the other TV shows that have come since make more sense to me, like 30 Rock and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have a simple TV recommendation for my chaser. <laughs> I'm glad we had to go through your entire IUD tragedy. You're welcome to get there. What a journey. Yes. What a journey. And what about you, Matt? What did you watch after getting your IUD replaced this week? Well, I did have to have my IUD replaced recently. Mm. Not this week, though. Oh, okay. But my chaser is also something that I saw this week, and that was Angels in America. It's an eight-hour play on Broadway. (laughs) But if you haven't watched it, because I hadn't until recently, there is Angels in America, the miniseries Mm. on HBO. It's like seven episodes. It's literally the play in movie version. But it has Meryl Streep and Emma Thompson and then other people. (laughs) But most importantly, those two. And if you don't know, at the end of it, they make out. So, spoiler alert, but also worth the seven and a half hours just to watch Meryl Streep and Emma Thompson make out. Amen. The play, if you live in New York, I literally entered the Broadway lottery and then you like basically get cheaper tickets. That's what I did. And I won because it's pretty easy because not many people want to sit through a seven and a half hour play. But it features Andrew Garfield as a basically fussy drag queen (laughs) and Nathan Lane, who plays Roy Cohn which is Donald Trump's mentor. Uh, So if you want to hear the voice of Timon (laughs) scream racial slurs, check out Angels in America. (laughs) And that's my chaser. Woo! And that's it. Thanks for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, then rate us, review us, but only if it's nice. I'm not taking your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Josh Gwynn, Jenna Weiss-Berman, and me, Matt Bellisad. Special thanks to Max Linsky, Eleanor Kagan, and Jonathan Menivar. Music by Hansdale Sue. You can find me on all the social medias at Matt Bellisai. That's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye. I'm going to say it. A calzone is a pizza flashlight. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you can't ruin calzones for me. <laughs> <laughs> that thought just entered my head. Wow. <laughs>